The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. I will call to order the City Council study session of Monday, March 21st. And first up is going to be the American Tower PowerPoint officers discussion. Offers. I, I saw a C and I in there somehow, some way, but. Okay. Um, I see Adam. Can you all tell us what's going on with the internet today? That's a great question. I wasn't having any issues until uh, I got over here, to be honest with you. Um, this is what I want. Oh, this is no good. Huh. Absolutely. Sorry, folks, that we're having some um, internet issues, it looks like. I. I mean, I'm connected. I don't know. It's slow. It shows that. I'm going to try to connect again. Try again. Um, okay. Try again because it disconnected for me. Uh, I see. Hi, Patrick. I'm going to unmute you. Speak one for my phone. Now I see why you print. There we are. Hi, Patrick. Good to see you again. Well, good Love to you. be here. Good to be here. I hope it's helpful. Uh, based on your past track record, I'm going to say yes. Well, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Take care. We're, um, we're, um, are you guys up on your internet? Yeah, I have it on my phone. I'm right. Excellent. So, so internet is not working, but yeah, go ahead. Huh. All right. Uh, Patrick is uh, unmuted, so he's available to talk uh, and help walk us through these uh, offers. But as you know, um, we've had now two offers. We've got our offer from American Tower, which was at um, 1.4 million, I mean, 1.2, I'm sorry. Um, a few numbers have been thrown out over the last few months. Um, so 1.2 is from, uh, million is from American Tower. Um, and that would, I mean, that's essentially it. Um, and then we also have an offer from Tower Point, um, and we had uh, them present to us a couple weeks ago, and their offer is 1.6 plus any additional, 100% of any additional revenue from any carriers that come on, should any carriers come on after we sign our agreement. So. Um, both of those, yeah. Plus $400,000 when fish comes on. 
yes, sorry, plus 400,000 when, uh, when DISH Network signs on, which appears to be in the works right now. Um, so both offers were, were provided to you again in your packet. Uh, American Tower has requested, and the letter in your packet was not updated with a, a new date, but um, in my discussions with Laureen, she did indicate um, that although in the letter they wanted an answer by the 15th, uh, they were willing to wait until uh, you know this meeting uh, to get some clarity. From Is that American Tower? Yes, American Tower. Um, they uh, so she's waiting to hear from she's waiting to hear from us, uh, and ideally, we'll be able to give them an answer. Uh, one way or another today or within this week. So um, with that, uh, I'll, let, I'll let you guys begin discussing. Again, Patrick Gassman, who was, uh, was with Wayne State, he was uh, here before and he is here again to help us uh, with any of his expertise and knowledge. Does that sound about right, Patrick? Well, I, I don't know how much I can give you versus I have some questions for you. Um, I was a little shocked actually to learn that you're collecting four times as much revenue from your current situation than what I understood from looking at the contract that I was given that you have with American Tower. So my question still stands, where's the contract that covers these other payments? Uh, and when I run these other payments through Instead of looking at $1,700 a month, looking at, you know, I forget what it was, close to $6,000 a month, um, just playing with that, uh, you're collecting uh, close to $100,000 a year, according to what I can see from this. And the net present value of that over a 30-year time period, depending on what discount factor you use, and again, I'm not an accountant, but, you know, uh, give me Excel and some formulas and I can play with some stuff. But the net present value I come up with is something like 2.2 million over a 30 year time frame. And you're not giving up uh, your property for 99 years, which is what uh, the folks from Tower uh, are looking for. Um, and yeah, you have an offer to buy out from, um, the, uh, American, American tower, oh boy, we got names here, uh, American tower that's lower, but part of me, as I recall, looking at your current contract, it just continues as is, unless you change it. And so they wanted you to lower your payments, but if you let the current contract go, I think it stays as is. So I, I haven't analyzed that option, but in looking at this, I, again, I just come back to the missing, the missing factor. What's your current contract? Why is American Tower sending you these payments or why are you getting them directly? I got the impression you're getting them directly from AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm still in the dark as to what it is that governs what you get. And of course, yeah. the folks that want to buy out your lease, they want copies of these contracts. 
They want to know uh, exactly what it is that uh, they're buying into. Um, my understanding is you had to call American Tower to say, well, what are you paying us? Well, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. So I have questions. I have questions for you. Yeah, Patrick, the, the, the payments are, 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 aren't coming from the carriers themselves, correct? Fans are coming from American Tower for the, right. for the Yes, the but why members. are they coming from the carriers? What does American Tower get out of having the tower? Are they getting payments from the carriers as well? And what is the contract arrangement that says the carriers have to pay Lathrop Village? Uh, Pat, Patrick, I, I think that I think the contracts are not the contracts, but the payments are coming in from American Tower, correct, Stan? Correct. Yeah, not 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 from the not from Verizon specifically or AT and T or you know any carrier. It's coming in from American Tower. Okay, so American Tower is sending you three or four checks a month at this point. No, actually, they send us one check for the. Um, they send us one check for the. T-Mobile. I think Dish was the other one. And then they send us um, another check for the lease of the tower. Yeah. And Actually, then AT&T sends us a different check for their portion on that tower is my understanding. Okay. None of none of these payments that you're getting from American Tower are called for, as far as I can see, in the lease that has been presented to me that goes back to what, 1998 or whatever. None of that is there. So I don't know, you know, obviously they feel they need to pay you that money, but I, I, I don't see it. And why AT&T would be sending you something separately from what you're getting from American Tower. I mean, I, now I, I did learn, uh, you know, that you do have a second tower, but there are different payments for that. That one's totally separate. You're only looking at the, the one tower right now. What is it, Sunnybrook, I think? Correct. Yeah, yeah. So if we just focus on that, what's the contract? I, I, don't, I don't know, I can't tell. Is that $106,000 only for Sunnybrook? Yes. Okay, so where where are the is the sunny or the 12 mile one reflected in the in the budget? There's two, there's two the Metro PCS which the name has to be changed cuz it used to be Metro PCS before they changed it to something else to something else. Okay. And then the other ones under the AT&T. Okay, and and all of those payments come from American Tower. No, the AT&T ones come from AT&T, and there's two payments that come from the AT&T. Okay, because it looks like the 12-mile one had a 2017 contract, and it looks like it went with a company similar to uh, Tower Point. We get a check from AT&T. Well, and then also uh, the American or Tower Alliance is also a third party that is not American Tower. They're a vendor, of, but they're not American Tower. And I don't know if we've 
talks specifically with or directly to American Tower, because if you go on their website, you can fill out something if you are interested in uh, renewing your lease or, or a sale or whatever. And so I'm just wondering if, uh, you know, you looked at, looked at that to see if perhaps there would be a better option. Well, American Alliance is speaking for American Tower. American Tower has hired American Alliance for this. They have what, hired them? They have hired them. Yeah. Okay. Ta yeah, Tower Alliance is the authorized vendor of American Tower. Right. I know. They also do the same kind of thing that Tower Point, Tower Point does, where they where they are also buying and leasing. So I'm wondering if if uh, sorry Tower Alliance is going to purchase from us, and then they're going to make something on it also. So uh, I think there's a a lot of relationships in here that were not. Um, not very clear at the beginning. This isn't just, you know, American Tower and whatever. And then when I looked at the budget too, and it's all, you know, $106,000. Is it 60,008? No, wait, 45,000 is coming from Sunnybrook under Metro, Metro PCS lease payments? It's 50, roughly about 5100 times, times 12, 68,000, I think, or something. Okay. Just that AT&T lease payments is 60889 Metro PCS lease payments are 45000 And I don't know if there are other ones. Well, AT&T used to be on the Sunnybrook Tower. I mean, they used to, I think, own the Sunnybrook Tower at one time. So the, the way the payments are coming in, we only get the two or the three checks. That's all we get. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, um, again, I, I'm I'm agreeing with uh, our guest in that there's a lot more money coming in that we haven't really talked about. So if we were to take the Tower Point presentation and then line it up with with our actual amounts, because I think we're getting more than seventeen twenty three sixty nine a month, right? For for Sunnybrook. One thousand seven twenty three sixty nine. Is that all we're getting a month? Just for the tower, but we're but getting not our all, all the other things that go with it. Okay, two other. So we're yeah, because we're not we're not looking at the whole big picture here. We're just looking at bits and pieces, and I you know that's. Mm. Well, one. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say looking at this at seventeen sixty three a month, and if that's for the tower. AT&T, T-Mobile, and DISH is expected, that would come to $7,053 a month. And at that, over the course of 30 years, you would collect $3.265 million over a 30-year time frame. The net present value of that if you use a 6% discount, you might want to use a higher discount, but even at a 6% discount, uh, that knocks it down to 1.876 million over a 30-year time frame. So looking at that at this point, this totally changes what I suggested to you before. You had a great deal if somebody was going to offer you 1.2 million when you were getting 1763 uh, a month. But at three to four times that, neither one of these deals looks like a great deal to me. 
especially if you look at, and but again, it depends. If you've got a big project that you need to fund right now, then sometimes that's what drives, you know, it's a force to say, you know, we really need this money now rather than have to borrow it, take out a bond and pay interest on it and all that. But if you don't need this right now, having a steady supply of income for the next 30 years with the option of doing something, you know, maybe raising the rates 30 years from now. I mean, I, I, I don't know. That's my initial reaction to this. But again, I have no idea why you're getting all this money. I haven't seen a contract that covers this. Yeah, I mean, the only the only downside of continuing on as is, is is that you know there's there's some potential risk that that, that revenue stream could end. I mean, that's the only the only downside. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, I couldn't quite hear. What's the risk? I said the the only risk would be that that the or the only downside is would be is that, that there would be some risk that that you know tower could become obsolete. They could pull from the tower. You know, vendors could leave the tower, whereas the um, the two offers that we have on, on the table are, are, are guaranteed money. And, you know, that's the only thing I can think of as a downside of continuing on unless I'm missing something. We currently have two companies uh, wooing, wooing us, and I don't think that would be the case if they didn't think they were going to be making money on this. And, uh, and what I, from what I was reading, on the, a lot of times on the back end, they make more that we don't even, wouldn't even know about if they were to purchase it, and then they would get more from uh, American Tower. Yeah, I wasn't saying that as a reason to go with one of those. I was just saying that. Yeah. I can see other. Well, I know, but that was the reasons that we were given by Tower right. Point. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, you, you raise a very good issue about them maybe wanting to go someplace else. One of the things I've heard is A, it's very difficult to find another spot that is going to allow the tenants on your tower to reach the people that they were currently reaching. It's highly disruptive to have to move from one tower to another. And so uh, it's, it's somewhat unlikely, I think, that tenants would want to move. Now, it's possible that Dish Network could go belly up or never happen. Although, yeah, even if I play with this and say, you don't have Dish, uh, you only have, you know, you know, American Tower and AT&T and T-Mobile, um, it still comes out to a net present value of $1.4 over 30 years. Um, but, you know, we haven't mentioned Verizon. We haven't mentioned Google. We haven't mentioned uh, Sonic Wave or a few of the other folks that appear to want to get into this business. We haven't talked about making use of other spectrum that's become available, the CBRS spectrum, which some people are making use of. Um, so my gut is that the need for being where they are on the tower where they are, um, yeah, there's there's always some risk involved, but uh, you know it could get struck by lightning and put them out of business. I mean, you know, yeah, um, although hopefully it's well grounded and that's not an issue. So, um, yeah, uh, it's one of those things that you have to weigh and say, well, how do you feel about this? And uh, go the next step, if you really want to cash out, then you start looking and saying, well, is this really, you know, worth only 1.2 or 1.6? 
Or do you go back to uh, Tower and say, well, if you want this, it's going to cost you more. And here's why. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, they will claim that they're taking the risk and this and that, but they wouldn't be taking the risk if they didn't think they were going to be making a lot of money on this tower. So that's my take on it, but I'm just, you know, I'm not in, I'm not in this business. I can talk about the certain spectrum and what have you, but uh, um, you've got a wonderful asset. You got people that want it. Um, the question is, what do you want out of it? Thank you. And do you think you could um, reach out to American Tower and ask them for contra or I mean, contracts for how we're getting the, the money from the, the vendors since we can't find them on our end? We should check out that 2017 one also because if, if we went with this NCW PCS MPL 25 year sites tower holding LLC. Um, then we already did something like like Tower Point with that tower on 12 Mile. If that's who the contract is, the contract we got a copy of is it signed? So I don't know. And wouldn't um, was was Scott have you guys have Matt's files and everything? Yeah. What, what year are you thinking that 1998 nine, 1998 was the first one and then 2017 is, is the one on 12 mile but again that had didn't have signatures on it or anything the other thing to look at if you have an American Tower has a right of first refusal, or if they have some kind of clause that prevents you from assigning the lease to someone else. So I don't know if there are any, you know, things in there that would get in the way of you saying, well, we want to sell our, our lease and rights to uh, uh, this other entity. So that would be something yeah. I would look for as well. That 2017 one does have a right to first refusal clause in that. And then uh, yeah. Tower Alliance, Alliance wanted to add the right to first refusal. Yeah, the question is what exists now and what exists now, maybe your best bet. I, uh, <laughs> I'd go back and look at that. As I recall, your current contract kind of ended um, this month or last month uh, with American Tower, but it continues on on an annual basis. And I don't picture American Tower wanting to pull the plug on that. So right now is what they're offering as far as you know a new lease any better than what is continuing? Because as I recall, they wanted to drop the payments from 1,700 and some to 1,500 and some. Did they back off from that now? I, I don't know. I guess the question is, is what do we what do we do? What do we tell American Tower? Do we want to tell them, you know, that we want to continue on for maybe I'm throwing just throwing ideas out there, you know, continue on for another year while we continue to look into this, um, you know, look into the possibility of of of, of you know 
them purchasing it, but but we need more time, but we don't want to hold them up. I mean, because they're gonna, you know, they've been they've been trying to get an answer for us for over a year now. And you know, I, I think we at least owe them some type of answer. And and for sure that's American Tower, because if you go online, that's kind of the story. You'll say, you know, we were approached by Tower Point, or we were approached by so and so. They told us that American Tower was going to sell the tower or they weren't going to need it anymore and um, kind of sounded like uh, you know the pre sales presentation that we had um, mm -hmm. so. if, uh, yeah yeah and these all seem like tactics to get you to sign on the dotted line now out of fear um i i would suggest that you talk to american tower and say show us the current contract you know it, it, we are studying you know, the current situation, we really want to know what we're giving up in order to go to what you're now offering. Um, and, you know, you can claim, you know, our files were burnt up in a fire or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, you really need to see the current contract. Now, it's a little dangerous asking them because if you don't have it, then maybe, you know, uh, they can say, oh, we don't need to pay you those other three payments because you've got no contract. Show it to us. Maybe uh, yeah, that would be before yeah, American yeah. Tower is approached. Look into that, definitely. And I, mean, yeah. I think it's reasonable, as the caller's stating, you know, the pressure, granted, if they've been looking for an answer for a while now, but I, I think it's totally reasonable to, yeah. to say, especially if you're, if we can give them some sort of a more firm time frame. You know whether it's even three or four months something like that um and yes definitely any contract any you know anything that is available should be reviewed to see exactly what you're saying what you're giving up or what the current terms are and you know what it could be and this is a hot commodity you know i mean like what you said there is a risk but on the other hand there's ivg's expanding and you know with autonomous vehicles coming up and uh, there's seems there's be a lot more probably a, probably a low risk but a risk so you know mm -hmm. de definitely yes we need to and, and our office will definitely take the first step right away to try and locate um locate whatever we have and then go from there if we don't have it to you know approaching them in a reasonable manner that's not gonna well i have um checked the clerk's files because the clerks should have the records, but they might have gotten moved to the manager's office when all this started. Okay. And so I don't know where that file is at. And I've been trying to find that file. So I have been looking for them, but it's either, you know, the clerk has them somewhere that I'm not sure, but I thought I knew where all the records were supposed to be. And then I've been looking in the manager's office, but everybody's record keeping is different. Hopefully Scott would know better, but hopefully, you know, this we would have some or something, whether it's electronically or in a paper file. So Scott, Scott's the one that gave us the 1998 and 2017 ones. So oh, he did. I'm, okay. I'm thinking they must have been with Matt if Scott took Matt's files and whatever. Okay. Yep. All right. You know, uncomfortable questions. I don't know. Uh, whatever works for you. I mean, clearly they're not going to just pick up and leave. Go. 
you know. Our due date was um, to make a decision is. Well, the letter, the most recent due date from American Tower was last, I guess that was Tuesday, the 15th, but we had, I'd talked to Laureen and she said she was willing to flex that date. Um, we had talked about, she knew that you were going to be discussing this tonight. So I believe she's anticipating some sort of response um this week but i think leanne's suggestion of you know at least giving them some sort of time frame you know three four months to you know have this as a regular study session item and, and talk through it i i mean no sense and no harm in trying right throwing that out there okay now, and and frankly i don't know that it'll take you three to four months to figure this out once you get that contract that seems to be the the key to this and then saying okay look at current contract look at what they're offering at american tower to continue look at what the offer is from tower incorporated or whatever it is then run down the list and say okay you know here's what we're giving up here's what we're getting so yeah i don't i don't think it would take all that long okay well, i appreciate it thank you um, yeah, so I guess we'll just see. Uh, didn't you ask at the last meeting that, that they not expect a decision this tonight? No? I thought but we were doing something oh. that we were. I, I thought you had said we needed to get more info, but okay. Well, if you I can help, bit, uh, let me know, okay? I appreciate it, Patrick. All right. So if I'm clear, just to, um, again, Scott would know, and I apologize, he would know more if I probably ask him, but you said he did give you copies of 1998 and 2017. Okay, so then what are you, what are, what updates. Are we, oh, the update. Update were, on the 1998, because it's two different towers. Amendments on it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the updates are, or anything that would show why we're getting revenue beyond the, so, so for example, the, uh, the Sunnybrook Tower document, you know, shows that we're getting roughly $1,700 per month for, for a lease for the tower, but we're also getting additional $1,700 a month payments from AT, uh, from T-Mobile and Dish, mm -hmm. but we don't know why we're getting those because okay. we don't have the contracts that show that they should be sending us that month. Okay. Yeah. And so we're trying to understand that before we, before we make any decisions. Mm -hmm. And I thought you were getting them from AT&T and T-Mobile and Dish was forthcoming but then I heard that you actually got a check already from Dish, so uh, it sounds like you're getting checks from four different uh, places already. So, I'm, yeah. Well, it could be a review of, the, of what we have. If that says you know any additional co-locators, you're going to start getting money. So they maybe didn't even maybe that was on their end. They got a co-locator and under what we have that's why they're doing it too so we'll we'll do a full review of those and get some answers hopefully thank you anything else we'll move on to the um thank you patrick um the infrastructure project update all right you all take care good luck all right so um I uh, left at your seats today um, is uh, a short memo um, about uh, related to some questions that I received from Councilmember last week 
Um, and I wanted to take some time to actually put this together. Uh, and so you had it all available in front of you and in writing. So you and all had the information available to you, but really um, it came down to the sidewalk replacement program. Um, who's doing the inspections? How is it happening? What's the criteria? And you know, what's, what's the process moving forward? How, you know, will the residents be notified, et cetera. So um, again, all the information's in here um, so you can digest again, but all of the inspections that are being done right now are Giffels Webster engineers. Um, Scott and uh, our other assigned engineer, Andy Casper, uh, walked with the individ individuals that are doing the inspections um, and marking the sidewalks. They went over the criteria uh, that we have so and and the entire sidewalk replacement program is guided by the the ordinance right the chapter 62 of the sidewalk construction repair and maintenance um, and so I gave you a copy of that so light reading if you'd like to fall asleep easily tonight um, so there so so the sidewalk program is uh, guided by that by the ordinance and then also included um, on your desk is the uh, the sidewalk marking key. So that explains um, one, what the codes are, although I believe there might be some markings that the engineers are using the little, the lines with the arrows okay, well, between just, those, yeah, right? So, um, so that's really, uh, but the sidewalk key gives you the, gives you the code, what it is, I mean, really, the big ones that we're looking for are the, the quote unquote, the stubbers. Those, those are the trip hazards. Um, we're looking at the broken or cracked flags. Um, that's an automatic replacement. The, the stubbers are also, um, there's two different methods to do that. You can either replace it or um, grind them down. And it really just depends on how big that gap is. Um, but so that key is what is what those individuals are using as they go out and mark those sidewalks. Um, they, uh, they, and as such, you know, that's why there's a lot of flags that were marked. Uh, a second walkthrough was done to reconfirm all of those quantities. They're nearly finished. Um, once all of that work is completed, then we will be getting uh, letters out to all of those residents. Those are part of what's being marked right now is your two project work. So um, those residents will get a letter detailing um, the work that needs to be done. They will receive an estimate. They will receive the sidewalk marking key, and then they will also receive information on the city's payment plan. I expect all of that information to go out early April. Um, and they will have, they'll have, a couple months, give or take two, to do the work themselves. Um, they can pull their own permits. They can secure their own contractor, pull their own permits, and have the work done. Um, they just need to make sure that it's uh, that they they tell us, um, so we so we can be aware and we can make sure that the contractor doesn't do that work inadvertently. Um, but uh, if they choose and if they don't choose to pull, you know, get their own contract and they want to go with the city's um, with the city's program, they don't need to do anything. They don't need to alert us in any way. We will just assume that they are saying yes. Um, 
we are estimating that that year two project work will begin mid to late June. Um, so that'll give year two residents sufficient time to get the work done themselves if they so choose. Uh, we are also aware that there is significant um, punch list items that still need to happen as part of year one, as well as there were uh, some areas of the city that were to be included in year one, but due to the late start and um, just our seasonal, our seasonal issues, uh, not all year one work got completed. So those residents uh, will be getting a letter more than likely this week, um, letting them know that they are prioritized for year for this year and work will con work will begin as soon as the frost laws are lifted. So that will probably be about mid April, um, right around the same time that the paving um, work will be done. But that is, um, that's in a nutshell where we're at with the, uh, the sidewalk, the, the, um, the website will be will be updated. I know it's got uh, mostly uh, 2021 information. The the meat of the the program information has not changed. Um, just the dates, um, obviously letters and whatnot will be updated. But um, the first task was getting all the information together, so it'll be updated on the website in the next week or so. Did the um, second Second task reduced the number of significantly. significantly yes. Yeah, uh, and I will apologize. Uh, it is difficult. They did use the criteria. My guys were out there. I started seeing some of these inspection reports come in, and it was there was a lot of sidewalks, uh, yeah. a lot of the holes and pitting and scaling. I tell them health, safety, and welfare. If nobody's going to get hurt on it, walk past it. If it's borderline that you know, it goes to the resident, right? So uh, my project engineer, Andy, went back out, no cost to the city. Thursday, Friday, he finished up today, uh, re-inspected all the ones that had a lot of excessive scaling. Uh, and we got them requantified. So I do apologize. I'm sure a lot of your residents had some- uh, Working out, that's my hope. Worrisome days, some expensive days, so. Uh, you know, the, the, the stubbers are easy. You can see them. It's usually next to trees. The cracked ones are easy. It, it's the scaling and the pitting. It's a little more subjective. So I see that you've covered them up, like you colored them in. Blocked them out. Blocked them out. Will that come off? Yeah. Yeah, it's yes. all water-based. And that will next rain? No. <laughs> it'll take a, it'll take a little while, but it'll... I hope not. So there won't be any mistakes when the crew comes in. My... <laughs> Andy, Andy will be back out and we will remark at our cost the ones that are coming out. Okay. Yes. And are those GIS or no? Or no, we did not GIS it. The GIS was... It was a good experiment, yeah. but it didn't work out quite the way yeah. we wanted to. The way we wanted to. It was great to have pictures of everything, but it didn't quantify what we wanted. The, the locations tended to be... The, the, the percentage of on-offness with the GIS couldn't differentiate between like the flag here and the flag right here. So, okay. and Barb, to your question too, um, when that has, when that's, when that occurred last year, like when the contractor was like, am I supposed to do this? I'm not supposed to do this. They would call Andy and Andy would go out there and, and you know, check on site with them to confirm. So, um, 
Yeah, I do want to also, does Susie have last year's program correct on how we're gonna finish it this year with one little issue. Uh, starting in mid-April, we're gonna be reconstructing Lathrop from 11 mile, I guess, back around the South Field. And all them streets are gonna be dead-ended. There's no way we're gonna get a sidewalk contractor in there to do any of that work. So we've asked him to delay that until we're done with the paving. Uh, them, them side streets there are gonna be very difficult to you know, get vehicles down, let alone cement trucks and workers. So uh, they're gonna start work, complete the Southfield Road Boulevard. Uh, then they're gonna move back over and finish the west side of Southfield, south of 11. And then we hope by then they'll be able to get over the Lathrop Boulevard area and finish that up. So we're trying to coordinate all this. There's a lot going on. We're working hard to keep contractors away from each other and you know residents be able to drive down their street. You have a question? Mm -hmm. um, is there any kind of an appeal process if uh, the, the best way to appeal is just probably email Susie or I'm sure her name's on all that. And yeah, we'll be okay. happy to go back out and look at these. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then also, um, when are people charged? Now, were the people who were supposed to have their work done last year, has that already gone on to their no. tax bill? No, and it's not going on their tax bill. Um, what will happen is the only individuals have that have received, Elaine, yeah. the, only the only individuals that have received invoices are those who have had work entirely completed. So um, invoices will not be sent to anyone having project work this year, whether it is um, holdover from year one or year two, um, they will not get invoices until that work is completed. So, and they have, um, for example, the invoices that have already been out, they have until December 1st to either pay it off or enter into the city's payment plan. If they have not done either of those things by December 1st, at that, then at that point, it will roll onto their taxes. So, hmm? The whole amount, yep. So, um, year, I mean, moving forward, the intent is to give residents plenty of time to, to make those payments. So they, and so they have the option and they are, able to make as many payments as they choose before that December 1st deadline. So if they want to come in every single week and make $25 payments, that's completely fine. Is there a way for them to, uh, residents to pay online? That is not set. Could we do that on, could we do that since they have invoices? And it has an, and it has an invoice generated with it, right? So, yes, the answer will be yes. I I totally understand that. I was just saying that there is going to still be additional charge. If you yes, I don't do the extra Yes, there's a credit card fee, and and I'll. There is, if you, if a resident wants to do the payment plan, there's a $50 fee, administrative fee for each year. So it's a two-year program. Um, there's, it, there's no finance charge associated with it, though. It's just the $50. Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you for pulling all this together. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Um, 
the last question, what is the cost per square for residents? That's about 577 and 682. What is a typical sidewalk block cost? Tooth uh, man. <laughs> it's like 185, right? Yeah, something like that. It's 25 square feet times whatever that unit was on there. Uh, oh, it's, it's, usually, oh, it's okay. Yeah, each square is 25 square feet. It depends on the thickness, too. So the thicker. The ones in the driveway are six inches. The one outside of the driveway are four inch thick. Okay. Thank you. Any other questions? And um, next is uh, discussion of anything that's on the uh, regular agenda, regular meeting agenda. Or we can uh, adjourn. And, oh no, sorry, not yet. <laughs> I'm going fast. Any questions for regarding the agenda for our regular meeting agenda? Okay. Then, um, mayor and council comments. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, I was approached by a resident um, who had some lives on San Rosa. Work was done last year. Everything was torn up. We have some pictures. We have a beautiful rain garden. And now this is what we have. <laughs> so they were expecting everything to be cleared up by now with spring coming, but instead they got a notice from the city uh, mandating maintenance of properties. Uh, ditch and culvert needs your attention. Culvert must be clear and free of debris for storm water to flow freely. Uh, please correct the above cited problems by 325 and notify the city's code enforcement department that the corrections have been made. Um, then that was on the 9th of March. And then on the 11th of March, there was another one that went out about ditch and culvert maintenance. And uh, she is told that she needs to get a building permit. And if she doesn't do a pull a building permit by April 22nd, if she doesn't do that, then she's gonna have to pay $2,477. Now I'm thinking perhaps this is because the road is being done and they have to pay for their culvert and dishes. But is this how people are being notified of that? Yeah, that's no yes. I thought we were you about the other um, resident that's over here has the exact same thing. That you know, thank you for bringing up the picture that I, I mean, yeah, the picture I sent you. Oh yes, it's the same exact letter, and I think over here that's also Consumers Energy um, or DTE that's doing something that's tore up their street too. I mean, the um, culverts. Yes, so kind of two, two separate things. So the, the ditch and culverts, so several, we had 43, 43? 44 letters that went out um, for two properties that they need ditch and culvert work to coincide with the paving projects that are going to happen. Um, all of those individuals received those letters with, uh, cost estimates specific to their property. Um, those were all evaluated prior to any work happening by consumers or DTE or anybody else. So 
that ditch and culvert, like you have to, you have, you are responsible for X, Y, Z amount that is separate. That's not, that has nothing to do with the consumer's energy work. Um, this the, was the water replacement on San Rosa. This was a big, big project last summer. And so they, you know, they're supposed to be taken care of. Now, I, I, as I said, as, as I'm reading, this is like, a, this is a different project, but had to agree to paying for the ditch and culverts. If they didn't, the road wasn't going to be going to be done. Yeah. But where where was that in the process that people were given options? So, so that that was if expensive if expensive ditch work was necessary for residents. So for example, on, on Cambridge is a good example. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they were slated for um, uh, for for road or for road. Uh, do we have, we have a replacement? The construction can't remember. Whatever the road is yeah, getting done. Yeah, and, and their ditches were in, in, in such poor shape um, that, you know, again, we wouldn't have gotten the, the full life out of the new roadway because the ditches weren't functioning. And so in that instance, they would have, had they not decided as a, as a street to, to do their, um, uh, to do their ditches and have them repaired, then we would have gone on to a different street. Right, so, but, but I thought that was the, that's what we were told. That was the process and the plan for all of the work. If you didn't want it, if you were on the eligible list and your road was picked, if you didn't want it and the residents didn't agree to doing the ditch work that wasn't going to be done. Right. For, I mean, for, 2477 is a pretty significant amount of money. Um, so uh, again, I thought that was, was an, I mean, I can go back and look at all my notes and all the stuff on Facebook and all of the town hall presentations and all that stuff. And i Pretty sure residents were told they would have an option. So um, this doesn't this doesn't look like an well, option. Actually, well, actually, so so that so that that's actually a little different in another way as well. These these ditch and culvert replacements are also being done via code enforcement, um, separate from the uh, road project. So these aren't these aren't enforcements through the through the road project. These are um, ditches and culverts that are in violation of the. Uh, Yes, uh, the, the they're non-compliant. Non non yeah. But but how do how do how do we send a twenty-four seventy-seven bill to somebody when this is what happened and it's because we had work done with the water main replacement? Well, and, and who and who's like who's coordinating this? So so when we walk the streets, we're you know we're looking at individual culverts. And the ones that are non-compliant, and, and most of them are because they keep so much. I mean, half of them you can see coming through the driveway, you know. Uh, so we've been writing them up as non-compliant and to be removed and replaced. Uh, as far as the ditching, based on, on last year and this year, no residents are getting assessed for any ditching. The bond's picking that up. Okay, uh, because ditch and culvert maintenance yeah, says so. Yeah, but but the you know the bond issue is picking up the ditching. Yeah, uh, it's the residents' portion of the culvert, and the, you know the city is also picking up the first three to five feet of the pavement in somebody's driveway because we would do that anyways, whether the culvert was bad or not. So the residents really paying for a smaller, it's probably the larger portion, but a larger portion of that driveway removal and replacement and the culvert removal and replacement. 
Yeah, and, and the other the other thing as well is is what, what we've talked about is at least in the first two years um, of the road project, the, the ditches actually were in a lot better condition than we had anticipated. Um, you know, we didn't have to do a special assessment for major ditch work for anybody last year or this year, with the exception of Cambridge. And again, Cambridge was a little bit different because those people came to us and asked for the, right. the special assessment. And do we know that this damage was there prior to? No, I, I wouldn't mind knowing that out? address because I do remember one uh, one rain garden on the end dead ends of one of them two streets that, that we showed on our plans to protect. I don't remember one mid when I say mid block from Southfield to Lathrop, but I'd be more than happy to look at that. I don't remember a rain garden in there. Uh, and you know, I, I do feel for them residents. They've got a brand new water main. They've had consumers down there right now. I'm working with consumers, uh, trying to, what should I say, negotiate some restoration uh, on behalf of the city. Uh, so I'm still working on that. Was that with the uh, Colts excavating? Yeah. yeah well, it's, no, I'm, I, I'm talking with consumers. It's a consumer's project. Colts is their subcontractor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So if, I'm, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, that's because consumers is tearing up their lawns and then we're going to be tearing up their lawns. So rather than fix their lawns twice, we're negotiating with consumers to try to say, we'll do it, but you give us some of that money. Yeah. And, but see, that's when it, the picture I said you, it looks like that's what happened on her mm -hmm. lawn. Mm -hmm. And I actually just sent you a picture okay, of the letter. Okay. I didn't send you a picture. I just thought about it and sent you a picture of the grass, but it's right here in California. Okay. I know I've got the... Can we see those pictures? Hmm? How do you say your your resident has the same issue? Yes. But she's not on the same street. No. Well, if you can um take the addresses down and mm -hmm. um look into them. Sure. Thank no problem. You. Yeah. It's probably a lot of addresses. I mean, I mean, these are saying the ones that actually got in contact with us. Yeah, but consumers dug up about every property because, you know, they, they need to do their, their directional boring all the way to the meter. They probably got some private property work, which I don't want the city to do. They're going to have to do the private property work. Uh, we're, we're trying to negotiate the work in the public right away. Okay. Thank you. Um, if you would send it out, uh, once you go and look at it, just send it through an email. Yes. Anything else, Karen? Um, no. Oh, yes. Actually, on our website, we uh, and this is kind of connected to this. We have a whole big thing on rain gardens and all the benefits to the to the community and whatever. Yet we're tearing things up and then not putting them back. Right? I mean, are they responsible? If, if, like. Like her rain garden, like is that going to be replaced or redone? Or we have said that we will restore with grass seed, right? Sorry, restore what? Restore with grass, right? I know we have the rain garden. I know there was a rain garden program. It was highly publicized for a long time, and there's a lot of really beautiful gardens out there. Um, as I have understood it over the years, um, it kind of ended up morphing into uh, 
less so much on the species specific to rain gardens and just plantings of, of flowers that may or may not necessarily be good for rain gardens and good to be in the ditches. So, um, I, I mean, obviously we tried to stay away from the properties that have those rain gardens in them or in those ditches, but if we need to, if we need to, you know, address, uh, projects in those areas, then they will be restored with grass. And it wasn't just the, the species, it was also the treatment of the soil underneath and making it so that it drains appropriately. Because I know as part of the um, infrastructure recommendation that we made, we, we had talked about um, rain gardens being an administrative decision on a case-by-case -case basis because um, some of them that were done correctly are not blocking the flow of the water right. in the ditches, whereas you know a large majority of them that weren't done correctly are impediments to the water and so we, we said that that would be an administrative decision on a case-by-case -case basis for the road project i'd personally like to see us kind of redo the rain garden program um and somehow um because right now i don't think we have anyone on staff that can say hey that's that rain garden is installed exactly as it should be and these are you know these are the correct species i don't think we have anybody on staff that has that that level of knowledge. Um, and I would like for us to find a way to promote the rain gardens, but to make sure that they're done properly and possibly even just register them so we know, like, hey, that's not actually a violation. Like if somebody, you know, somebody comes down and we can say that's no, that's not a violation. That's an actual rain garden, but I that's a that's a program evaluation. Right, but like I communities and you know, I I know there was someone that came and uh, worked with people and taught them how to do it. Sure. Some people they did it correctly. And I would I would love to continue those programs, but again, we just don't have anybody on staff right now that has that. So I think reach out to Futures Resources out there. Uh, there's a major push for this kind of a thing because it's rather than uh, you know asphalt and cement and all those sort of things for infrastructure. So yeah, I have got a couple emails out on that same topic because I know there's been a resident who contacted me a few times over the last six months about doing rain garden this spring. So still waiting to hear back. But again, we've got to find the person that, that came out and worked with residents. That was Holly and Dean. Yeah, I don't Dean the giant boulders that are so close to the road and people are you know afraid they're going to hit them or whatever what uh, i know this is a hot topic for a while were people grandfathered in if the, they didn't meet the ordinance or how did that well, the last the last council talked about that and i know there was a lot of disagreement among the council members but i think the final and ultimate decision was that, that it just wasn't the city wasn't enforcing it i mean technically you're not supposed to have anything but vegetation and the in the, the green belt and a lot of people have rocks and boulders and so then the discussion came up about well do we start ticketing people for that and um you know the end result was that we were just going to let it be is there a way to have something looked at in case it is, is a, a danger or whatever this person said they're afraid they're gonna catch yeah. especially when there's snow out i mean i think see click fix and then we can go from there okay thanks thank you Anyone else have any comments? Let me think of one thing um, for this session. Um, I, I know we've, 
I brought this up before. Um, I know we've talked about having code enforcement um, for the other 19 miles of, of roadways that aren't having their ditches looked at. The other the three year road project, we talked about having the uh, code enforcer looking for obvious things like, you know, tree roots that are blocking, you know, uh, culverts and, you know, debris and stuff like that. So I just wanted to know what the status of that is now that the snow is clearing and it's going to be pretty obvious where those you know where where some of those uh, where that low hanging fruit is um, that we can you know make some at least some minimal improvements to the the ditching system to those nineteen miles sorry <laughs> Kelly um, to those nineteen miles of road that are, are are not addressed under the under the road plan. So we'll, <clears throat> I'll sit down with Rami and we'll see if we can develop a plan to to attack that. Yeah. And just kind of going off that too. Um, and I'm not the complainer about uh, COVID enforcement, but there's no way that it's just a regular drive around to see what's going on. It can't be because I know, as I called you today, there have been tires at a house that's been sitting in the driveway for at least a month. And that's honestly quick fix for him to. So I've talked to Rami about it. Okay. And I also talked to Susie about it. I did try to get him to see quick fix, but I. Just yeah. can not maneuver it on my phone earlier. So yeah. If you can I've got the details. Oh, yeah. Take care of it. And my point is not because of that. My point is mm -hmm. the driving around the neighborhood, um, probably on a regular basis and being consistent on, you know, one neighbor told me that they're being um getting tickets because their garbage cans left out until Tuesday. But then like I said, the next neighbor, you have four tires stacked up in the driveway that's been there. We'll work on consistency, that's for sure. Anything else? In the study session? Is there any public comments? I see if there's something, that looks like it's um, something in the chat. Um, they were related to the, sorry, they were related to the, uh, American tower conversations, but okay. they have signed off. And, um, also we did get a public comment, um, probably should find out what's going on with the internet, but the public comment, <clears throat> excuse me, is from... Oh, relate the the are you referring to the one I forwarded to you all yeah. that was related to cannabis? Yeah, it's from Eddie Dogger, and I'm sorry if I said your last name wrong, but it says, When will the cannabis application resume? What are we still waiting for? Do we have a realistic tentative date on the progression on this matter? We have secured properties and are paying commitments to landlords, so we deserve to know the status. I will say that this is a, a fairly common practice for the cannabis individuals. Um, I'd say in all likelihood, every commercial property that is eligible for a cannabis facility and several others that are not have been approached by at least 
at least one and more than and probably more than one uh, cannabis operator. Many of them have agreements in place. Um, essentially, they're 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 paying to hold their spot um, in the in in the event that they are successful cannabis applicants. So, um, I don't think I, I think many of them were not necessarily anticipating to wait this long, but. I would, I would wager a guess that there are some that have been making payments for at least a year. And unfortunately, we don't know when we're going to open up the applications. Right. We're just talking about that at the next meeting. Yeah. At the meeting. No, the next council, uh, next study session, right? That's what we're going to. Yes. Yes. We were talking about putting it out of ballot. Right. We're just talking about the language in the next. Right. I had asked for it to be for this meeting, but it wasn't wasn't ready to be discussed yet. So yeah. only to be at the next study session. Mm -hmm. right, can I go back to council comments since we've got some time that way? I don't have to. I have some things for the other meeting, but Michael will just talk about them here. A um, few uh, things that I've been saving up for the last few meetings. Um, just some first, a couple of follow up things. Um, I know I know Colts broke one of our water mains, so I know we were going to charge them for that. Did that happen? Or are we in the process of doing that? Yeah, uh, I, I have talked to consumers. That bill will be sent actually directly to Colts. Uh, they're waiting for it. I'm waiting for a couple more bills. Okay. Uh, for some some sand and some excavation, but I have Buster's bills and I have a bill for some couplings. Okay. They're just sitting on my desk waiting. They want to get it all together. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure yeah. we're following up on that, and then. Uh, I know um, for the 2021 uh, construction season, we had uh, DDA approach work, uh, culverts that were done as far as via uh, code enforcement and then the DW parking lots, and we were supposed to reimburse the millage fund for that. Mm -hmm. um, did we do that, or are we working on doing that? The, the paybacks. Yeah. The two that you gave me, the two journal entries? No, those are currently on bond work. They ask our work. No, we're talking about that. DDA five off payments because we're making because the DDA pay for oh, okay. those indigent culverts. We're working on those. It's, 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 we're, we're, we're getting, all, getting all of our journal entries in a row. I'll, I'll keep it on my list then. Um, but it, it hasn't been off the radar. Let's put it that way. So. And then has, has there been, I know uh, a month ago we talked about uh, starting to do encroachment licenses along Red River for those individuals that we started that or? I have not, not started. Nope, we have not yet. started that yet. Um, I, I think that that is, um, I, I want to have a, a conversation with uh, the city attorney to make sure that we are, you know, speaking of consistency with code enforcement, I would also like to make sure that we are consistently utilizing and uh, enforcing the encroachment license on onto those and I think that um the more I the more I contemplate that particular situation uh the more I feel like we need to really take a more comprehensive look at what's going on citywide because that's not the only area and I I don't I I have the feeling that we're going to end up doing some piecemeal stuff and I don't really want to do that right it needs to be a holistic approach especially given the number of Number of complaints that have come up recently that are fall into encroachment. Right. And I and I think the um, I mean, I like the encroachment license. I like the way um it's structured, but if there's so many, there may be 
I mean, it's, there's also a fee to the encroachment license and I want us to find a really the best way for our residents. So um, lots of, I have lots of questions and thoughts in my own head. So I'll wait for, I'll wait to have those conversations with the city attorney. All right, and then this one for, for Scott. Um, so I'm curious why at Panera, um, the stop sign for the exit of the parking lot is all the way at the road as opposed to prior to before the sidewalk. So every stop sign on Southfield Road is before the sidewalk. And so what you end up happening is people are accelerating as they're going to the road. And, I, and then you add on top of that, the fact that there's a monument sign that's right there in front, a huge monument sign that's right there in front of the sidewalk. So not only can, as a, as a user of the sidewalk, can you not see the cars, the cars can't see you. Um, Are you talking about the main entrance? The main, the main entrance. I, I don't know how that stop sign ever got moved out there, but I know I almost got hit yesterday. And so that kind of reminded me to bring that up. I will drive by there, take a look and see, uh, see if we can get DPW to, to move it depending on, you know, where it's located. Yeah, okay. Um, and then just as, as a reminder to keep it, keep it active, I have no expectation that this is going to get worked on anytime soon, given the staffing issues, but just the, 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 the text blasting and, and customer service software and software, you guys keep that active on your list. I got this guy, he's working on it. Excellent. We have been actively working <laughs> and discussing. And I really, really appreciate your help. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. All right. If there is nothing else, then um, I will adjourn this meeting. We've